Yo, what is up, everyone? Shut up! And listen, we are back, brand new episode. What it do, baby? We got some bubble talk. Bubble talk, bubble talk. We talking about NBA, not that bubbly. <laughs> not, that, not that sparkling. I'll take a glass, though. <laughs> we got some MLB talk. Oh, you gotta love those Yankees. You gotta love them, even though they, they dropped the first game of a doubleheader. But it's all good. Still in first place. I'll take it. Uh, and <laughs> Subtle drop. My favorite time of the year because it looks like it's still going to happen. We got some college football. We'll see how much college football we get. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to start with some bubble talk. We have some surprises going on. We have the Indiana Pacers. They're currently undefeated in the bubble. TJ Warren is channeling his, <laughs> channeling his inner Michael Jordan. He's averaging a solid over 30 points a game in the bubble. That's what a 50-piece does for you. And few 30-point games. The Memphis Grizzlies, surprisingly 0-4. It hurts. And heavy, heavy, heavy danger of losing that 8th seed to the New Orleans Pelicans who are clicking. Oh, man. I was just watching that Memphis game and uh, John Brown. They're just too young. They're just just a little bit too young. Which is not bad. It's his rookie year. It's great. It's a great spot to be in if you're in a rebuilding mode. Jaron Jackson is hurt. So, Huge like, loss. they didn't have him at all. The fact that that game was close with the Jazz is a really good sign. Yeah. Because they had Donovan Mitchell. They had Rudy Gobert. They had Joe Ingles ball out. He had, Jingles. like, 25. I said, <laughs> My Miami Heat are 2-1 and one in the bubble. Let's talk about your Heat. They're 2-1 and one in the bubble. They, Tyler, they, they, lost, ball they lost a really close matchup to the Toronto Raptors. That was the First loss against a top three team in the East. Well, you know, Toronto's real, so. That's yeah, they're doing their thing. Kyle Lowry's flopping all over the place. <laughs> he always been that kind of player. Just a little squirming. But in a, a surpri- in a surprising win yesterday, he beat the Celtics last night without Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, Bam Adebayo, and Goran Dragic carrying the load. I mean, was that a surprise to you, though? It was. I thought we needed Jimmy in that game, but... You know, the Heat have been playing well without Jimmy. Even in the regular season, he had a rest of a few games. The Heat played pretty well. Didn't Bam play? Yeah, Bam played. Yeah, Kendrick, Dunn, Kendrick Dunn's off to a cold start in the restart, but he is recovering, he is recovering from COVID. So, you know, maybe his body's not really, you know, back in, like, you know, game shape. Just 100% just yet, yeah. Not just yet, but I said, uh, you know, Vlad said it perfectly, that the Heat have the depth and that Celtics don't. So that's what... That right. game decided it was the depth and the heat had. Gordon Hayward needs to step up. Gordon Hayward's about to be out of a job. He needs to step well, not up. Not out of a job. He's going to get cut from the Celtics. I'm almost, almost positive if they can find an out in that big contract, they're going to do it. Yeah, because he's not stepping he's not, up at all. And, they, and they're definitely preferring Jason Tatum compared to Gordon Hayward. Yeah. 100%. You know, Jason Tatum getting his haircut. He's back to the Jason Tatum awards. <laughs> Oh my God. My, that barbershop was needed. Yeah, no, his, no, his hair was messed up. Oh man, you guys are funny. <laughs> I really didn't notice until the until the, the um, numbers came back. And you know, the Anthony Davis right now to me has been the killer in the summer league too, along with TJ Warren. Oh my god. I think Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis is gonna carry the load for them. The Clippers are struggling a little bit. I mean Clippers are struggling. They are they're they are struggling, but Devin Booker hitting a shot over Paul George and Kawhi yesterday. That hurts, that was bro. Crisp. Paul George. Wet like a book. <laughs> this is my new coaching strategy. Last possession of the game, if the other team has the ball, I'm sorry, Paul George. It's literally not you, bro. You, you try your best. You're not you're not playing on ball. It's quiet. 
Why playing on ball? That's what we're doing. We cannot allow Paul George anymore. It's just luck. It's just meant to be. Every game winner will go in against Paul George. It's been proven. <laughs> but Paul George looks great. You know, he had a, I know he, had, he was dealing with like a double shoulder injury. He looks perfect. He right looks now. great he on looks the offense. Clean. But they've been losing these games to, in the wide, like down the stretch. And it's starting to. I, they're still my. They're still my pick to win the whole thing. I mean, but I'm to, starting. I'm starting to raise an eyebrow at them. Like, what are you guys doing? Well, you had you, they were coming back against the Lakers. They blew it late. I think they won the next game. I forget who they faced, but then they lost to the Suns yesterday. All I gotta say is they don't have Harold or Luo yet. Didn't Montrez just come back? Yeah, I don't think he played. No, he didn't play yesterday. He didn't play yesterday. I think Lou Will did. Nah, did Lou Will? I'm not sure. If I think I'm not sure if they're out of their quarantine uh, period yet. I'm so they're sure. missing those two main pieces off the bench, which is their offense off the bench. Yeah, it's a completely different story. You know, right now the live game right now is the Thunder and the Lakers. Thunder are up twenty to fourteen. I want to see yesterday because I think I thought I saw Montrezl Harrell playing yesterday. I could have sworn it like I no, Lou Will, Lou Will did play yesterday. Lou Will, I saw, but I don't think I saw Harold. Montrezl Harrell was out. Yeah, definitely didn't see Harold. Lou Will played seven, six, and six yesterday in twenty-one minutes. But I uh, booked thirty-five points. You gotta go to your. He was on fire, bro. You gotta go to your main guy. Points. I gotta that's say, light that's light work. I gotta say, that's light work for D book. Yeah, but like, but, like I'm book a. But thirty-five against. You were probably you're, you're, you're getting guarded by some elite defenders, mind you, and you and you hit the game winning shot over both, both of them. Like, both, uh, Kawhi, Kawhi, Paul George, ah, oh, whatever. I'll shoot this over you. Everyone shoots over you. <laughs> like, blew me away. Oh man, blew me away. And all I could think of was LeBron shutting both of them down on the, the LeBron's other end. defense, man. And you know that's what scared me about that. I was like, do I see a weakness in Kawhi and Paul George together? I know it's like too early to say, but that's just kind of what that image did in my head. I kind of I gave I gave players a two to three game buffer because you got to get back into game speed. I know the teams played scrimmages in the bubble, but they just didn't. Oh man, I, I didn't I didn't care really. For the we got we got to shout out Portland too. Lillard's carrying them right now. Don't get Mello with the clutch oh, shots. Yeah. Mello, that's what they got Mello for. Scoring Mello. and then clutch. Skinny Mello. Even though they already have Damian Lillard for the clutch moment, they got Mello there. Skinny, for that. skinny Mello with the clutch. Oh, my God. What are you going to do, man? I, I love it. As a Knicks fan and being a, a former Nick doing well, I love it. I want to see what these bubble standings are looking like because I don't know. I wasn't really. Uh... It's so hard to tell because every single day there's multiple games and I love. That's it. what I'm saying. I'm trying to like. I'm keep... showered in games and I. This is what I wanted, America. <laughs> I kind of really want because I, I know that there is a. Uh... I think if the eight seed is separated by like less than four games, they do a play-in tournament. Yeah, I was like, what? Or something. A play-in game. A play-in game. Yeah. Yeah. So right now. The Pacers are three and zero in the bubble. The Raptors are two and zero, and the Suns are three and zero in the bubble. Wow, I would love to see Devin Booker make it to the playoffs. Do they even have a chance? Are the Suns one of those so teams that didn't? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Where are the Suns? Mathematically now? possible, they have to basically win out. But right now, the Grizzlies are the last seed at thirty-two and twenty-seven, right behind. Wait, them. the Grizzlies are all the way in last now. Well, if the playoffs started today, they're in, but... 
Oh, oh the, the eighth seed, you mean. But remember, they're separated by... I thought you meant, like... I don't know how the eighth seed works. I'm not sure if everyone who's separated by less than four games goes into a play-in tournament style. But right now, they only lead the last place by three and a half, and the Kings are only three and a half behind the Grizzlies for that last playoff spot. The Blazers are a game and a half. Or a game, I should say. I'm sorry. Where are the Kings at? The Kings are... Three games behind them for eight. We need that twenty from last. Basically, one, basically one through seven is decided. Like the the, the one through sevens are going to the playoffs: the Mavericks, the Thunder, the Rockets, the Jazz, Nuggets, Clippers, Lakers. Oh man, I can't wait to see Luca ball out. Um, but the eight seed in the West is very close. So the Blazers are. One I think that's why they did the. They knew what it was gonna be. Yeah, the Blazers are almost there. All these games have been really close that I've been watching. I'm not gonna lie to you. I know it's been like maybe one or two blowouts, but. These games have been really close that they've been putting together in the bubble. Like it's been really good matchups they've had for the eight games. Yeah, like the Blazers are one game behind the Grizz. The Spurs are two games behind. The Pelicans are two games behind. The Suns are two and a half behind, and the Kings are three behind. Are you love to hear it? Like it's almost they're almost there, and the Heat are, which I'm okay with. But the Pacers are gaining ground, so you gotta really be careful. And you don't want to be the fifty. No, nah, because that that Sixers game would be tricky. I don't know. Well, Ben Simmons just got hurt. Did he? Left leg injury. That's why Joel went went off for 30 points and 11 rebounds. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Jimmy against the Sixers, you know, he's going to be out for retribution, so he's just going to start. I think the Heat can beat the Sixers, honestly. I don't think that's a problem anyway. Yeah, no, they'll be all right. That's going to be crazy. The Heat versus the Bucks for the Eastern Conference Finals. It's going to happen. Are you ready for we that? We can do it. Can you get to the finals, though? I'm, I guess I've, I've been confident in this team. Losing, like I said, the Heat had a winning record against the top three. They just lost to the Raptors, but then they beat the Celtics. So they can do it. We, who, we can do it. Who who was that guy that went off for y'all? It wasn't Tyler Hero. It was that other. It was big O, Kelly Olenek. Oh, no, not Kelly Olenek. The other shooter. Oh, Duncan he, Robinson? He had, yeah, he hit them both in the corner. Yeah, that's, oh, that's our God. boy, bro. Plus G. White he Mamba? Oh, <laughs> come on. Come on. Not the White Mamba. Oh, my. Oh. We just call him D-Rob. What a game. It was so much fun to watch. He looked like... What I like about the bubble... Bro, he's a G League gem. Bro, what I love about the bubble is the fact that there's no fans. Everyone's just as confident. Everyone is at their most confident. Like, they're really... There is no, like, pressure, per se, of, like, an NBA game to them because it feels like another scrimmage game. Also, shout out to the NBA today. Zero positive COVID tests. Yeah, they're doing their thing the right way. They're smart. They're not doing what baseball is doing, which was transitioning this into baseball... The Phillies and Marlins are out of their quarantine period after the Marlins were really screwed up as we covered in the last podcast. And the St. Louis Cardinals are the newest culprit because they admitted that they went out to a casino. And a handful of players, including their star and future Hall of Famer catcher Yadier Molina, tested positive for COVID-19. Jeez, man. You hate to see it. Baseball. We, like, Baseball needs to watch. We want to watch you. <laughs> I, want, I want the NFL players to watch what's going on in Major League Baseball. And do the complete opposite. Let's have a football season. Don't go out to a casino. Don't go out to a strip club. You know, I get it. You know, it's very tempting. You know, you live the lifestyle. You love to party. But, like, you like to party more or you like to play the game that you love more? Make, it's make, like, make your decision. Because like, if you want, opt out for the season. You have until tomorrow to opt out. If you want to opt out and party out the rest of the season, do you. But... Don't, don't, ruin, don't ruin it for, you know, other guys who really want to come in committed, ready to play the game, even though it's going to be weird with no fans. Don't ruin it for that guy who wants to play. 
especially these rookies that are coming in that they've they've been dreaming of this moment to play in the NFL. Don't take it away from them for a whole year and let them wait another year. Don't take it away from them. They should have the league should have waited a little bit longer and formed a couple bubbles. It's hard to it's hard to do for football. You have like a hundred people traveling with the team. Okay, well, um, you have like 50, you have the fifty three players on top of like a whole coaching staff or training staff. Like, talking about baseball, like, baseball should have. I think baseball. Baseball should have like. I think baseball is close. Like a few, like a couple bubbles, more than one. You know. Because yeah, it's baseball, like the entire league versus everyone baseball in the should have. Baseball should have. I think they. I think teams should have stayed like in their respective strength uh, spring training facilities, and you just travel by like the closest proximity. Each game, you you put those teams like in a close proximity in one division, Florida, and then the team that do spring training in Arizona. You put them in a separate like close proximity. They had that idea exactly, and they shut it down for some reason. Since, but you know, they, because it was probably way easier to do what they're doing now. Yeah, but like, uh, you're, you're facing the consequences of trusting these grown men who apparently, if you don't lock them up, which by the way, I don't even think the NBA players would have had an issue if you let them be free. By the way, because of how they're handling just being in the bubble, except for Luo. Yeah, no, they're doing a great thing. Hello, sir. What did you? Mazi just walked in on our podcast, people. You know what I'm saying? Like, sweet Lou Will. It's good He's to wearing see a great Yankees hat, though, so we appreciate the love and the support. Bomb Bombers. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... But, yeah, no, speaking of Bronx Bombers, the Yankees off to a hot start. They did lose early this afternoon, but that was only their second loss in this restart. Aaron Judge, seven home runs in ten games. You gotta love to see it. Dude, the man Honor, is air. Listen, all right. He hit a three-run. All right for the judge. He hit a three-run home run. Uh, this afternoon, the Yankees are about to start the second game with their doubleheader. It's Johnny Losaiga against the Phillies ace Aaron Nola in the second game of this doubleheader, and the Yankees will finish off. Will finish off in Philadelphia tomorrow, and then they travel to I believe they go to Baltimore. I think the Yankees can beat the. I think Yankees are gonna beat the Phillies tomorrow. Even. I think the. I think I had a feeling they were gonna split. Uh, Today. This, they're gonna split the doubleheader. I think. The so Yankees, you think they're gonna win the second? I think game. the Yankees are gonna win tonight's game. I think they'll be then, um, And then, oh, excuse me, they go to Tampa Bay. Oh, okay. That should be fun. Hopefully, it's clean. Yep, they'll be in Tampa Bay starting Friday, and they will play a doubleheader on Saturday, and then they finish off Sunday. They will come back home for two games against the Braves. The Red Sox come back into town, and the Rays will come back. And then then they'll start a Subway Series against the Mets and Queens. Well, a, little, a little bit of a tricky schedule coming for the Yankees. You know, a lot of sneaky teams. The Phillies' offense was clicking today. Um, the Rays are always going to be a sneaky team. I think the Rays are going to be. I think the Rays are. They're off to a cold start, but I think they're going to pick it up. They're my second playoff team to come out of the AL East. Okay. Well, yeah, no, I'm happy baseball's back. But I'm going to stay here. Even happier with college football. Is that how you feel? I am excited. But I am sad that a few players are opting out. I believe, what is it, the entire Pac-12? All 400? No, they're not. They're not opting out. They're just, they're, so what's happening now is to begin the year, teams usually play out-of-conference games. 
They'll travel to like neutral site locations. You'll, you'll see matchups that you'll never see. Like this year, we're supposed to get USC versus Alabama, which was like the big mm-hmm. hyped up game that is squashed. Yep. So basically, these conferences are creating like their own bubbles, and their bubbles meaning they're just going to play in conference games. Teams that had out of conference games are going to swap them out for other con- for conference games. So like Alabama was wasn't supposed to play Florida this year, so they're going to play Florida instead this year. You know, they just got to fill the schedule up. Um, we um, we will see. We see that uh, Penn State star linebacker Michael Parsons, he is out. He's opting out. They're going to train for the NFL draft along with Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman, the whole- receiver from Minnesota, is also opting out to prepare for the NFL draft. Which brings me to my point. Are these players who are opting to not play this year does it hurt their draft stock? Johnny? I don't think it hurts their draft stock. This year is just such a this year's a very different year in terms of like COVID nineteen really put a it's a different view on a lot of things in life in terms of people want to take safety first before sports, you know, in certain aspects. Uh, so professionals have you know obligations, but in this case, you're talking amateur. You know, you're talking, you were getting paid from the beginning. You want to make sure that the product you were getting before that they were looking at is still as good as it was after all this is over. And if playing in these games is going to cause you to catch COVID-19 and get sick, that's going to ruin your stock worse than where you were before that. So, yeah. Um. So my feeling is someone like Micah Parsons, who was like, like going to be a top five pick, I don't think it hurts him. I think he's going to be where he's at. He is the best linebacker in the country, in my opinion. I think he's going to go top five easily. Maybe even, like, a little slip, but he's definitely going top ten. Someone like Bateman, a receiver from Minnesota, who was kind of like a mid-to-late first-round pick, it could hurt him only solely because of where he's positioned the draft. Teams are not going to evaluate him. They're going to evaluate other people who are playing this year. No knock on him, but I think it will slightly hurt his draft stock. And it's not a pressure to play, like, you know, your player safety first. And if you feel like you're ready for the NFL and you don't want to play this year, I think, I honestly, I'm afraid that this is going to start a trend in college football where the minute you're draft eligible, guys are going to start opting out to just train for the NFL draft, which I want to avoid. I want everyone to play their full time until they decide to say, hey, I'm ready to go to the NFL. I think it's going to start a trend where guys are going to start, you know, eh, I'm just going to opt out and train for the NFL draft. I already know I'm going to be like a top 10 pick, top 15. That's what I'm trying to avoid. Yeah, I just think it's real different with everything that's going on, you know. Yeah, you're... for sure. But I don't want the NCAA to put a rule in place saying like, hey, now you can just opt out. I think you have to have. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. You have to play. NCAA wants them to play as long as they can. Yeah, I mean, it puts money in their pocket. That's exactly what they want. They don't want you out. That's a double way. doesn't care about its athletes. It cares about the the money. For for the players opting out this year, they're just going to have to show out at the combine. Yeah. They just really have to show out at the combine. Yeah, the combine. That's really hard. You have to take what what they've seen already. Like, and don't get it twisted. If you didn't show out before, you're not opting out. If you didn't show out before, you're not opting out. Let's be real. Yeah, like if, if you have the chance to play because you need to play to show out, you're playing. If you're like a mid to early second round pick, you have to. You're not. You, you kind of. You kind of. If you really want to make the NFL this year, you have to play. Unless you're truly, really, honestly scared of being sick, 
you're not opting out because you need it. So the people who are opting out have already been looked at. We already have a general idea. Show out at the combine. That's what yeah. they have to do. Yeah. But um, you have to train this entire off time, all of it. You have to show them how serious you are about it. But I do want to get into a quick uh, kind of. I do a bigger. I would honestly do a bigger college football prediction, but like I don't or prediction show I should say, but like I don't know what is going to happen with college football. So <laughs> I'm laying it out right now. If I had to pick a national champion, it's probably going to be Ohio State. I think Justin Fields is the real deal. I think he's going to show up, you know, show off, do everything he's got to do to uh, to maybe try and compete with Trevor Lawrence, who is the, you know, best quarterback in the country. Try maybe gain ground on Trevor Lawrence. Maybe rival him to be the first quarterback off the board. I think Ohio State, to me, they're going to win the national championship. Their schedule is tricky, though. They have last three games of the year. Maryland's sneaky. Iowa's sneaky. I think Michigan State's on there. Like Those are some three sneaky teams. They're not obviously at Ohio State caliber, but they can definitely you know, sock you in the mouth and get you a little shook. If I had to predict this year's LSU, and my definition of that is no one really thought LSU was going to win the national championship mm-hmm. or make as much noise as they did. Mm-hmm. Neither did I. I thought LSU was just going to be a really good football team. They'll make a BCS Bowl. They weren't going to win the national championship. If I had to pick this year's version of LSU, one with the Oregon Ducks. Those are your underdogs. Those are your underdogogs. They're the. <laughs> they're I call them the, the. They're the dark horse. The Ooh. dark ducks. The <laughs> dark ducks. Yeah. I think. I think that um. They have. They're super loaded on the offensive line. I think they have a great offensive line. Uh, their defense is. Their defense is young. They're fast. It's like they be flying like ducks. I don't know their quarterback situation. <laughs> But I think Oregon, they will not surprise me if they crack the top four and get into the plus. If they have the plus, this is all based on, you know, if they make the plus. I think the top four, I think Ohio State's going to obviously make it. I got Clemson, I've got Oregon, and it's probably going to end up being Alabama. So I just thought of a crazy question. Do you think because of like these opt outs, do you think this is going to make this year's college football team easier? No, uh, a team like Penn State losing Micah Parsons, that's a huge blow, but I think their team is still really good. You think enough people will be playing that it won't They've only the... had, those are the two big ones who have opted out, Bateman and Micah Parsons. Those are the two big names that have opted out. Um, I know the entire UConn football team just said Since no. Yeah, bro, They're not the whole UConn team. And Division Two, all of Division Two fall sports are canceled. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I am, I am thinking college football is gonna be okay. I hope they are. There's a lot of controversy going on with them right now too. Yeah. So I think another sleeper team too is University of Florida. I'm gonna throw that out there. As much as it pains me to say it, <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of sleeper teams. Just because there's a lot of there's there's I like college football every year. There's always that's why I hate playing the odds in college football because you never know. It's someone, way different. Someone will sneak up on you late season and they'll, you know. They, they, they get will, the right they energy will, that they year, will bro. hit you. Like I did not think LSU was going to win a national championship. No one did, unless you're a diehard LSU fan. You love saying we're winning, we're winning the Natty every single year. You ain't think you're gonna. I I knew they were gonna be really good. 
But I didn't think they were gonna go. I think Burrow was gonna have the year that he that he had. And you know, like they really, uh, they took the lead by storm. And I love LSU. I'm an LSU fan, but I don't. I wasn't gonna be like, oh yeah, we're we're winning the national championship. <laughs> it's it, reality. It it's reality, bro. I started believing in them like mid season. I was like, yo, they're they're putting up points. They're beating teams. Burrow. Burrow looks like a star. Yeah. We're going to be very excited for it. But I will say that now we're going to wrap things up. I do want to say that next week, I'm still deciding, next week is going to be our very, very big NFL prediction show. We're going to go one hour NFL special and live. We will be finding out the Shaw Fantasy Football League draft order for our draft Saturday, April 29th. Oh, man. We will be finding out who's going where. That's a lot of noise. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It just means we're getting shit done. Yeah. But, yes, next week we will have our very big NFL prediction show. We're going to talk about our favorite teams, our, their standings, predictions, for players to look out for, players who I think we're going to digress, people, players who think we're going to progress. Possibly MVP. And are we going to have a season? That's the big story. Are we going to have an NFL season? We will debate that all next week. What's going to happen, man? We don't know. We don't know. But Johnny, your bold prediction, and then I will t- I will end it off with my day in, today in sports. Johnny's bold prediction. Ladies and gentlemen, these bold predictions are meant to be crazy. They're meant to be outlandish. They're meant to be bold. They make my bold prediction... Room. With all, everything going on with NCAA football, with all, all the news coming out, with coaches being taped saying things to students, there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on. And my bold prediction is, the NCAA may you know be abolished, and you're not gonna lose college sports. It'll always be some other system, but I think NCAA won't be around for too much longer in the next fifteen years. And what do you think will replace the NCAA? Oh, I don't know. That'll be the entity that. <laughs> Whether it stays NCAA is under completely new... Or do you think, like, coaches and players... I think it gets abolished. You're going to see something wild go down that we really haven't seen. Some documentary... You never know. You never know. And today in sports, three years ago... I'm going soccer. You can't make this up. Soccer, three years ago, Brazilian star forward Neymar was unveiled to his new team, Paris Saint-Germain, where he still plays... I pray that he comes back to Barca real soon. (laughs) (laughs) But until next week, shut up! And listen, everyone.